0: Portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material.
1: Let me know that... None of this show contains pre-recorded material. <laughs> portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material. Yeah. I have no idea why that's inserted. It is the essence of absurdity. A bored lawyer decided to do it. That is my theory. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager show. Good to be back. I was in uh, I was in Chicago for the cigar night. And then I went to uh, Pennsylvania. Actually not Philly, not Pittsburgh, but the uh I think Burke's County is what what it's called. Amish Country is there and I I was visiting my younger son and his fiance and I want to share with you observations that run deep in me. I have always believed what I am about to tell you. Like many beliefs in life, there comes a time when you feel it as well as know it. There's sort of two types of knowledge in life, isn't there? It's intellectual, and I, I don't know if it's emotional, but it's not purely intellectual. It's, you might say it's in your gut, but that doesn't help much. And in, in this case, it is how much damage cities do to civilization. We have been propagandized to believe that cities are the glory of civilization. Paris, London, New York, you name it, right? And they're artistically... There are glories in the big cities. There's no, no way, no way to deny it. I mean, the Louvre is not in rural France. The, the Eiffel Tower is not in rural France. All the museums of New York City are not to be found in rural America. Let's say. The great orchestras are located in in bigger communities, generally speaking. So. With regard to the arts, the cities have made a significant contribution. With regard to morality, they haven't. With regard to the basic values of human uh, intercourse, they haven't. As a general rule, I have always believed people are meaner the bigger the city. Are there nice people in big cities and bad people in rural areas? Of course. But if you cannot make a generalization, then you cannot see patterns in life. People are nicer in smaller areas than they are in big cities. They just are. The rudeness of, of, of folks in New York City is, is a function of New York City. Would they be nicer if they moved to Berks County, Pennsylvania? I think they would over the course of a lifetime. It'd take a long time, but I think it would happen. I have I have always believed this. But now I am certain of it. And for what it's worth, and for me it's worth everything, that is exactly the Bible's view of the city. For those of you who have studied my Bible commentary, the Rational Bible, in Genesis I note, I'm not the only one to note this, I don't claim that, but I do note it, every time the Tower of Babel is mentioned, every time, and unless you went to college, you probably know what the Tower of Babel is, the... The people gathered united to build a building, a tower that would reach the heavens in order to make a name for themselves. That's, that's actually the, the way it's described. By the way, nothing's changed. Cities compete for the most idiotic title possible, tallest building in the world. I cannot think of a single less significant achievement my city it's truly I have to say it's almost phallic my my city has a bigger building than your city whoa what a man (laughs) Uh, and yet in, in the modern age there is no diminution in the primitiveness of human beings wherein building the biggest building is so important But every time the Bible mentions the Tower of Babel, it says, and the city attached to it. And the city, and the city, and the city. That's right. And anybody who's ever commented on it has noted that there is a biblical view of the city as troublemakers. And people, to the extent that it matters if if people act civilly toward one another, and I think it matters a great deal, you will get less civil behavior in big cities. So I was thinking, and it's not only micro, it's macro. The crappiest values come from cities as a general rule. If you if you believe that the left is destroying the country and unless you're a leftist you know that's true. If it weren't for big cities it would be no left. You realize that? So I was thinking about it in Pennsylvania. If you go outside of Philly, out of outside of Philadelphia, you are in you might as well be in Idaho, Wyoming, parts of Florida, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There, there is a, a, an affirmation of tradition, of veneration of the country. People having "God We Trust" on their bumper stickers, as I saw. This is only ninety minutes outside of Philadelphia. Philadelphia ruins Pennsylvania. Los Angeles and San Francisco ruin California. And just go down your list. New York City ruins New York State. New York State. I said that. said New York City twice. I did? Yeah, but it's okay. Oh, okay. No, it's not okay. But thank you. It's okay in the larger sense that uh, I don't deserve... uh, 39 lashes. Okay. No, 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 no. A slip of the tongue is not the same as reading the wrong thing. You should go into the punishment, but I'm not sending you there. No, 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 come back. Think about Think about the role of big cities in ruining this country. Voting-wise, idea-wise, so, I don't have a solution. I, I There's a part of me that wishes all the big cities in the country, you know, the ten biggest cities, made their own country. And they would have enormous wealth, banking institutions, phenomenal museums, great orchestras. They have. I, I, I'm willing to forego all of those things to get rid of the sick ideas that come from cities and to be with the nice people who don't live in the big cities. 1-8 Prager, 776-877-243-7776. How do you resonate to that? And it's interesting, isn't it, that it, it was already foreseen in uh, Genesis. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson had this view? So did, uh, That's right, now Washington. that you mention it. And so did who? George Washington? And, George Washington and, James, Madison. and James Madison? I'm in good company. 1-8 Prager, 776 877 Imagine your state without its two biggest cities. Would it be a worse place or a better place? Yeah, that's a fair question. I'm Dennis Prager. We return momentarily. The Dennis Prager Show. 800 I'm Dennis Prager, and you are well aware of our being censored, that is PragerU, for example, by the left-wing tech giants. So, many of us are taking a different approach and using Squad Pod, a team communication and collaboration app for businesses, nonprofits, sales teams, and religious organizations. It is everything you need, chat, video calls with screen sharing, file storage, etc., plus It's 100% private, non-discoverable, and American-made, owned, and operated. Stop supporting the companies who engage in data mining, profiling, selling data, and limiting expression of ideas. Take back your privacy, intellectual property, and right to free speech with SquadPod. Visit squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com forward slash Prager to learn more. That's squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com slash Prager. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and I'm reflecting on my weekend in Berks County, Pennsylvania, which is about 90 minutes north of... Philadelphia you might as well be entering another civilization when you leave Philadelphia or New York City or LA or San Francisco or Chicago big cities are ruining our country it's as simple as that their values and of course their they're voting. There are two countries, many ways of dividing it. Obviously, blue and red is the most obvious, but urban and non urban would be uh, as valid as any. It's an interesting question, though, why that happens. Why do cities produce awful values? where did lenin uh where did lenin stay was he you know he, marx was a complete uh, urban guy london hitler was a complete urban guy vienna lenin uh, well he went from urban center to urban center i don't know of a, a major uh, evil uh, individual that uh, i'm not talking about many you know some crackpot mass murderer but who started movements of evil outside of major urban centers. I think part of the issue is that there is anonymity. Anonymity is not good for human behavior. Outside of urban centers, people know one another more and I've often posed this question, though not in a long time. Do people act better when they wear a badge, hi, I'm, and then their name is on the badge, or when they're anonymous? It's a rhetorical question. Everybody knows the answer. People act better when they're known. And the anonymity of the big city enables people to act their worst? It's one of of my answers. Why does it come up with awful values that I'm not sure of? But if you think about your state and you remove its two biggest cities, you will have nicer people. You will have fewer convulsions it will have less crime it's it's just better outside of that city all right let's see here one eight Prager seven seven six Belinda in Hudson Wisconsin hello yes I'm, I'm on.
2: Hi. Oh, this is Belinda. Yes. Um, I I grew up on a farm. My father was a lifelong farmer. And uh, when I got a job, uh, you know, hiring, uh, HR was always sending me uh, resumes from kids from great colleges. Not that they weren't, you know, great applicants. They were. But I soon realized that I really didn't care where they went to college. I cared where they went to high school. And I found that those Applicants that were raised in small farming communities in central Wisconsin, southern Minnesota, yielded the greatest, um, applicants and, and people to hire. They had work ethic. You know, you come from a farm, uh, it's a life or death situation. You have to be responsible or, or something dies. Your crops, your, your livestock, um, there's no backup plan. You know, it, it requires you to be conscious of, what you're doing, and I, I think, I think there's an overabundance of convenience in cities, and and it, it, it kind of breeds a narcissism where it's only about you.
1: Your your point about uh, the high school is one I never thought of. It's a very interesting uh, idea. I have to mull it over. And uh, the the work ethic, uh, I think that <laughs> that's almost a given. Good call. I appreciate it. The uh, the urbanite has contempt for the ruralite because the urbanite thinks that the rural guy, rural woman, is a simpleton. See, if you actually live a life surrounded by family, friends, love of country, Sunday church going... Uh, have a bake sale. You're a simpleton, man. To the urbanite, you are a simpleton. Sophisticates, crap on God, religion, country. And that's, that's the way it works. That's sophisticated. And that's what they believe. It's another way of understanding the Unbridgeable rift in this country at this time. Un- it, truly unbridgeable. There, there is a mutual contempt that has not uh, existed prior, at least since the Civil War. And I'm not even sure that they had such uh, mutual contempt. One side had contempt for slavery, and one side defended it. But beyond that, I, I don't, I don't uh, believe that there was the contempt for one another that we have today. They think we're uh, simpletons, and we think they're nihilists. (laughs) How's that? I'm going to discuss with you in the course of the show the way Larry Elder has been described in the Los Angeles Times. It'll be a perfect example. The LA Times is a rag sheet, and it's... it's, un, it's, it's unworthy of, of being read. It is, it is that awful. And they will say anything to destroy those whom, with whom they differ. Anything. And I will prove it to you. So The Guardian did the same thing, by the way. The Guardian is a notch above the LA Times, uh, but uh, it's a competition. And Larry Elder is now the focus of these people interesting, Larry did grow up in the city, but he doesn't have its values. I grew up in the city and don't have its values either. I was so comfortable in Berks County that I decided to open the show today with a discussion of this rift. I'm Dennis Prager. We return in a moment. Call Nick at 800-221-7694, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Yes, indeed, my friends. Welcome back. I'm Dennis Prager. It uh, hit me more strongly than ever, and I've always contended this, that the cities are the bane of civilization, morally, intellectually. And in every other way, I fully acknowledge the works of art that exist there, the, the, at one time, magnificent architecture, i appreciate it all, but the the net result of big cities is, is negative. And as I said, just imagine your state without its biggest two cities. Would it be a kinder place to live? Would it be a meaner place to live? Would it be a more peaceful place to live? I mean, is there anything good, Any or let's put it that way, is there anything bad that would happen if the two largest cities in your state seceded? <laughs> That's a pretty direct way of putting it. Yeah. I'm telling you, the people of Illinois would really miss Chicago. Folks in Buffalo and Syracuse, not to mention all the area in between, Ah, New York City, what would we do without it? I mean, financially, that probably does help in some ways. Those people would forego the financial help in order to get rid of the values that come from there. When people move from New York City to Florida, they generally bring greater kindness and love of country, not to mention to be really quaint love of God. The the very notions are considered the province of the superficial to speak of love of country or love of God. How is the flag regarded in New York City versus I don't know, just pick some place in central New York state. And that is the way it is. Gentlemen, I, uh, this is just a technical word. I have no ability to stay on AP. (laughs) Okay, let's see here. Peggy in, of all places, Chicago. Hello.
3: Hello. Dennis. um I feel very sorry for this country. I really do. Because the Taliban, of course, captured our weapons caches. And that means they have more weapons, modern weapons, than the whole country of Australia. And it's, that's not very good news, but it's also not very good news that... Um, this whole country, if you look at it, is is being destroyed.
1: That's right. We have
3: fires in California. We have flash flooding. In, well, we've
1: uh, had fires and flash flooding. Believe me, if those were the were the issues, I would be optimistic. The country is being <laughs> destroyed because everything that is precious in the country uh, is is being ruined.
3: Well, the values.
1: Yeah. So anyway, all right. Listen, I'm sorry I'm letting you go, but I, I, uh, I got your point. This is uh, a uh, a new world in which we are living. We're living in the product of the urban culture. It it is victorious. That that is what we have. Live, read in a minute thirty, and if you want to go, to a car, all And I, I'm not. As I said earlier, I think the anonymity of the of the big city I think that is another thing that happens from big cities because I, I I do believe generally speaking, there's less intimacy, there's less community, so you fill up that void with theories. They come up with theories in big cities, and they're usually terrible theories. That's why I gave you uh, the examples of Vienna and Berlin, and and uh, London. I don't think I don't think Marx would have come up with his theories if, if he lived. Give, give me give me some rural place in England. You, you're you're an Anglophile. Exeter, Exeter. right? If He spent his life at the Exeter Library. think he would have come up with different ideas the tragedy of the urban centers historically and in america and in the west today the number of destructive ideas coming from urban centers is enormous they almost have a monopoly on idiocy people become ruder more selfish, certainly less patriotic, less religious. I can't think of a positive effect that the city has, the big city has on people. There are some very wonderful people who live in big cities. I'm not, a, I'm not out of my mind. That's not my point. My point is that it generally produces worse human beings and horrible ideas. If you if you think that people raising children in uh, a uh, the nuclear family, father, mother, children, father, mother married to one another, regularly attend church, have their kids go to Sunday school, have their kids join something analogous to what was once the Boy Scouts. Or girl scouts if you if you think that that is a uh, a wonderful way of life, then the urban center is not for you. If you have contempt for it, then new york philadelphia chicago los angeles the, the these are your ideal places. Michael in Orlando, Florida. Hello Hi
4: Dennis Shalom. Um, I I agree with you 100%. I grew up all over the United States. Uh, I grew up in Seattle. Now I'm ashamed to say that I did. Although at the time it wasn't tainted by all the nonsense it is now. It was a great place to grow up. Uh, Moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. The day we moved into our house, three tornadoes took out our neighborhood. The next day my dad said, go out and help people. Don't take any money from them unless they say please. Um, then I moved to Fort Lauderdale and talk about culture shock. Um Fort Lauderdale's part of a megalopolis. It starts in Homestead and goes up to Vero Beach, but it, it hadn't quite done that yet. But when you're in high school, um you get along with everybody, but then everybody reverts to their own clique or culture and everybody hates everybody.
1: All right, I got you. I think I I met somebody this weekend who grew up in Seattle. I don't know what, was was it at the Chicago event? And spoke of how utterly different it was, you know, a generation or two ago in Seattle, which I totally believe. Would anybody, outside of a leftist, would any liberal argue that Seattle is a finer place today than 50 years ago? I doubt it. You you actually you you almost have to be an Antifa supporter to think Seattle is a finer place to raise a family. In fact, I'll bet there are fewer families percentage-wise in Seattle than ever in its history. It's it it, it it's another factor of the big city. It's the place for singles. Singles flock to big cities. And often stay there. Now, if you think that single people produce as wonderful a society as married people, then again, the city's a great place. It's not a knock on, well, it is a knock on singles, but it's a knock on people who are committed to singlehood rather than singles generally. What's the percentage of people committed to singlehood in New York City versus? schenectady new york okay it's a rhetorical question it's quite uh it's quite a remarkable thing uh, to see the uh the difference here george pittsburgh pennsylvania hello i was just in your state this weekend
3: yes dennis hi this is george uh that's part of the reason i called i i was enjoying your topic about uh getting outside of the the city, and uh, we kind of experienced the same thing. My wife and I, we have a place in uh, western Maryland, Garrett County. And when we get there, when we start approaching it, we say, are we in lake mode yet? And it's just a different world. Uh, people still have their Trump signs up. Uh, half the radio stations on Sunday morning or tuned to church. Uh, I asked this guy where I could find a boat docker. When I dock at his place, he not only told me about his dock, but all of his competitors and why I might even want to get one of their docks instead of his. Mm. And uh, (laughs) and it's just uh, it's just kind of refreshing that when I say Maryland, it's nothing like DC. Yeah, Maryland is a
1: Maryland is a very dramatic example. You're absolutely right, but they're all dramatic examples outside of Baltimore. Maryland is, is another world. Just as outside of Philly, Pennsylvania is another world. And all the other cities that I mentioned are truly another world. They have nothing in common. They don't value the same things. They treat people differently. They look at the West and America differently. They have nothing in common. And what what America outside of the big cities feels feel is or Americans feel is that their state is weighed down and indeed ruined by the culture of the big city, as is the society. Madison, Jefferson, and Washington were not fans of cities. I learned that just now. I knew I only knew Jefferson, I didn't know the other two. I knew the Bible great story Tower of Babel and the city attached to it this is ancient stuff big cities generally don't produce finer human beings let alone fine ideas back in a moment the Dennis Prager show hi everybody I'm Dennis Prager Ethan in Brooklyn New York hello Hi, Dennis. How Hi. are you? Good, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call.
5: Um, yeah, I I really like what you said kind of about anonymity in big cities and, and I had never really thought of it like this. Um, I just wanted to kind of offer maybe a different point of view. Uh, I'm you know, 28. I live in Brooklyn. i always lived in big cities, but I have a lot of family around the U.S. that live in smaller cities and I'm gay and I always felt that you know, in a big city, I actually had just freedom and this anonymity allowed me to just really be myself. Whereas when I was in smaller places, it felt much more, you know, constrained and, and judged and that big cities actually provided this sort of, like, this freedom and escape. Does
1: that makes sense? Yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. That's why I took your call. I think it's important to hear uh, another take on this. Uh, everything you say makes sense there are th- uh, i will say though that something
5: that's interesting is as a as a 28 year old uh, gay jewish you know living around a lot of very liberal people with somewhat conservative views at times and also liberal i i'm more accepted as being gay in new york than i am for many of my more conservative ideas so
1: <laughs> well you're an honest guy I, I i and I, it's I thank you for calling. I, I hope everybody caught what he said, that he, he, the, real, uh, the real anger toward him comes from liberals in New York for his conservative ideas rather than from uh, relatives and friends in smaller cities because he's gay. I, I was told this 25 years ago uh, on the radio. A guy called me 25 years ago Said, I just want you to know I'm a gay guy in Hollywood and I'm also a uh, a conservative. Said, it is much easier to come out of the closet as gay than as a conservative. That was 25 years ago. Look, there are prices paid. Uh, I can't deny that a, a, a gay man is going to have an easier time in a big city. Than in a little city, I may, I think today it's probably less true than it was, but it's probably true. However, this the quote non-judgmental nature of the big city uh, obviously comes with tremendous prices. That that's that's a point worth noting. It's the it's people in in big cities say men give birth, people in small cities don't. So. When all is weighed in the, in the balance, the cities are destructive. We continue on the Dennis Prager Show.